0: Woke up with the sunshine, shining on down, coming through the window pane. Got so many blessings all around, and joy written on my face. My worries are gone, cause I found the love, and it's lifting me up. It's more than enough, more than enough. I got holy ground underneath my feet, I got grace like rain washing over me. You can
1: this broken world is breaking me down when my tears and knees both fall to the ground when my questions make
2: Welcome to 1C, would you please rise for our first song?
3: not just going to sing about the amazing grace of God, we are going to witness and watch and celebrate the grace of God in the lives of these people right up here, these three, and it is exciting, and I just want to, I mean, she's not going to be happy about this, thank you. You know, I'll, I'll get this phone call once in a while from Regina saying, hey, I want to talk to you about a baptism, talk to somebody and they're really interested in it. And I've had many of these phone calls and um, I will usually call her back like pretty quick and then she tells me the story and it's like wow so then I got to meet the the moms and we dad and we're just like this is like really good stuff so you're gonna witness and watch three people be brought into the family of God by the amazing grace of God now let me give you the storyline because the Bible gives you all the details that you need and I encourage you to read the Word of God a lot because it is powerful. Number one, the Bible does tell us that we're all sinners and that if we're left on our own, we would be in trouble for eternity. Number two, God says, I don't want that. I'm going to do something about it. So I'm going to send my son to come to this earth to suffer, die, and rise again so that there is heaven. And then the third part of it, this is where we get into this command. This is where Jesus is talking to Uh, the followers about 2,000 years ago, and he gave them the marching orders for the church. He gave us the command. We call it the Great Commission. Jesus said in Matthew 28, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. That's what's going to happen. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you, and surely I'll be with you always to the very end of the age. And again, what a beautiful, beautiful gift. God says, you know what? God says he's going to be with you always. is that cool?
4: It is cool. It
3: is the best thing. And believe it or not, quote, other people may make promises and they may break them. They're not always going to be perfect, but there is a God who is perfect who said, I'm going to be with you, and he will be with you. So we're going to celebrate that. And uh, I just want to acknowledge we have uh, you know, a couple of godparents up here for Noah. Thank you so much for the grace of God that, um, that you're going to walk with Noah, pray for him, encourage him all the way through, because that's, that's what we do. We, we, uh, we're to be those witnesses for Jesus. So if you're willing to do that, then answer, I will, with God's help. God give you the faith to do this for Noah. Uh, The Christian faith, uh, it is beautiful, it's wonderful, and it's also kind of wrapped together in a beautiful summary in the Apostles' Creed. So if I could have the Apostles' Creed up on the screen. And let's share this out loud together. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection, and the life everlasting. Amen. We're going to start with you, Noah, because they're going to watch you and you'll do just fine, right? Okay. If you would just lean over. Noah, Leroy, Livermont, I'll baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And may our Heavenly Father, who brought you into his family, keep you always in his loving hands. Amen? Amen. Amen. Wonderful. All right, let's do Brecklin next. Brecklin, Christopher, Rummel, I baptize you in the name of the Father, (laughs) and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And may our Heavenly Father, who had just did a miracle in you, keep you in his loving arms forever and ever. Amen. Thank you. You want to hold him up, if you would? You, want to come by you don't have to put them over just like that. That's fine. Braylon Scott I'll come I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Guess what? God did something great in your life. He brought you into his family. How about Knuckles? All right, cool. Alright, let's applaud again. Look at, everyone is happy. So why don't you come on over here. I'm going to pray. So, Lord Jesus, thank you again for the amazing grace that you've given. doesn't matter the age. It really matters your love for people like this. So thanks for bringing them into your family. Thank you that we're all brothers and sisters now. And we have that same joy of uh, heaven that's going to be our gift to. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Alright, I'm going to light three candles. <clears throat> Why do we do this? I think it's a great symbolic act of what Jesus said a long time ago. Here you go. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And what's really cool about that is he wants to live inside, I'm going to go over here, <laughs> and he wants to live inside of these three in such a way that the light will shine in them and through them. I'm going to have Gina hold that. So maybe every every day, every year this day, celebrate what God did. Light that candle, talk about it, and celebrate his goodness for you. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, so thank you. Let's give him another applause. Okay, we'll have the reading of the scripture.
5: Is not baptism just one of the, the greatest things ever? Oh, thanks be to God. Well, the scripture this morning uh, is, is from um, the book of Isaiah, the Old Testament prophet Isaiah, chapter 43, beginning in verse 12 through 19. First, I predicted your rescue. Then I saved you and proclaimed it to the world. No foreign God has ever done this. You are witnesses that I am the only God, says the Lord. From eternity to eternity, I am God. No one can snatch anyone out of my hand. No one can undo what I have done. This is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, For your sakes, I will send an army against Babylon, forcing the Babylonians to flee in those ships they are so proud of. I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator and king. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned. Their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. This is the word of the Lord.
2: Let us go to God in prayer, so if you would please bow your heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we give you thanks this morning for for baptism, for the washing of us through your word, and uh, for taking away our sins. Lord, this morning we also ask that you uh, bless our time together, bless the the music, the worship service, the message we're about to receive. And Lord, just put it on our hearts that we can always lean on you whenever we need to, because you are the way maker and you are the one who is holy. Lord, we pray all this in Jesus' name. And all God's people said.
3: just want to hang on that thought. That is who you are. Somebody who is up in the heavens, who is powerful enough to speak everything into existence, yet personal enough to know your name and to call you by name into his family. That is who he is. want to welcome all as we gather in God's house. Very special welcome to our guests. We're, we're glad you're with us in worship. We invite you to come on back. Uh, before you stop, stop at Next Steps, if you would. We actually uh, have a gift for you. That's one way to bribe you. So stop there. Um, or if you just want to do the digital world, we can probably still get you a gift somehow. Uh, text 1C Guest at 94,000 or catch one of us after the service. We'd love to get to know you and encourage you to continue to grow in your faith and walk with Jesus. Uh, a couple quick things in our service, we're going to have a uh, time of prayer. So if you'd like to include a prayer, 402-242-5051, and we will have it in our service today. We'll also have communion coming up. So um, we we believe it's bread and wine and body and blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. So if that is your belief, we love and encourage you to come and celebrate with us. Uh, A couple other things on Sunday, September 10th, kind of a start of something new for us. We used to put a lot of our um, uh, biblical growth opportunities on a Wednesday, but we are now moving a lot of that over to a Sunday morning. And so nursery all the way through sixth grade, okay, we're going to have an opportunity for you to grow in your faith. So we'd love for you to be a part of that. So, and then you're, I'm looking at some adults here. I want you to know that between 1010 and 1050, you can actually be in here. And we're going to do a deeper dive on the sermon. And that just means some more Bible verses, talking about the topic at hand, and having a little bit more time to go. So, love to have you come, again, 1010 to 1050 for all of this. So give us a call at the church office, check the website, um, all the different ways to do it. Um, Next one is join the tech team. Um, Joe is wanting this. Uh, I'll just say all the different things that have to happen for the service to take place. I'm not going to take time to tell you what it is, but I'm looking at a whole bunch of people here that I believe you would have the gifts and abilities and talent to help. So if you want to know how you can help, I know maybe tech scares you. Don't worry about that word. Um, Ron, we can even work with you, right? Um, But there's many opportunities so that when we do what we do, we can do it really well. So please give us a call at the church office. We will walk you through And then the last thing is September 10th is a voters meeting. It is an important meeting as we talk about the ministry, what's going on, as well as the budget. And that's uh, what we call the ministry, I call it the ministry spending plan. As we take a look at next year, this is what we are projecting and hoping and wishing. So if you would, please put that in your calendar. If you're a member, um, it's going to be right after the 11 o'clock service, so about 12 ish. So love for you to come and be a part of that. Uh, last thing will be that we're going to have the joy baskets and they're passed out. So I'm going to talk about giving for a second, and before we get really nervous, I'm going to talk about God giving to us, and that should make us feel like whew, okay, God has given to all of us. Our 24/7, the breath we just took, gifts and abilities and talents that abound. And it's all in this room because of who God is. That's how good he is. Now what he takes great delight in is when you and me say thank you. And we do it. We just did it. You came here to worship. You sang a song. We're praying prayers. Um, You might even use it as you serve and do your thing. But also in tithes and offerings. That's another way in which God says, you know what, you can show your thanksgiving. So we don't at once tell you what to do but we tell you who to go to. Go to God, talk to him, and say, Lord, how can I say thank you? In what ways? And I'm sure he will lead you and guide you. That's it for announcements. Let's continue to worship. As we now prepare for Holy Communion, let's take time to to pray to our God, confess our sins, and then be reminded of his grace and mercy for us. Let's pray. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart, we have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Again, I just want to say it so clearly for you, because of Jesus, Because of what he did 2,000 years ago on a cross and an empty tomb. Your sins are forgiven. All of them. Fresh start, brand new. May that good news inspire you to live for him. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread. And after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said... Take and eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. And in the same way also he took the cup after supper, and after he'd given thanks, he gave it to them saying, drink of it all of you, this cup is the new testament of my blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins, this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with you always, amen. We continue now with the celebration. this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen you and empower you for life, for ministry, for mission, all for the glory of God. Go in his name and in his love. Amen.
5: Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers this morning. God, we ask your protection over the Schatz family as they travel home from Ohio. And we are also asking for strength and healing and comfort. Greg's grandparents. A prayer this morning for Nathan and Adre's family. May they find happiness. For continuing courage, doing home dialysis, a prayer that John's health will continue to improve. Lord, we pray this morning for Rosemary and Caden that they would have awesome birthdays. Jesus, we are praying this morning for a nephew, Hayden, who is in Boystown and really struggling to find his way. Lord, please guide this child. Please help him heal from his past trauma and learn to live a good, healthy life. And Lord, we're making prayer on behalf of the family of Mark Wells, who was killed in an accident leaving behind wife Christy and three daughters. We ask for great mercy upon this family upon all these prayers and that Jesus you would enter in in powerful ways and hear our prayer and minister to these people we've prayed for this morning. And as we close we are reminded to pray that prayer that you gave your disciples so long ago and it is our prayer this morning. Our Father forever and ever. Amen.
6: Well, good morning, church. Did you miss me? I missed you. Now, kids, come sit on the floor. We have special time today. Yes, come. Come down. And look at the... What is that? What is that? Donuts? (gasps) I love... Donuts, but, oh no. My mom told me I cannot eat any donuts before lunch today. I said, okay, mommy, I will not eat any junk food, but I want to eat the donuts. I can smell them. I'm gonna eat them. I want, I can't reach them. Come on, arms. I know, I know, Mr. Fred, Mr. Fred, 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 Mr. Fred. George, he's coming. Oh, there he is. Oh, my George, Fred. Yeah. Hi, George. Kids, oh. say hi, hi to my kids. friend, Fred. How you doing? My friend, Fred. Good to see Fred you all this morning. I... What's up, George? We go way back, don't we, Mr. Fred? Oh,
7: you and me go way back.
6: Way back. Mm-hmm. Yep. I knew you when you had those seven moles on your back.
7: I knew you, and you both had, had both eyes back before the war. You know.
6: Okay, truce. Let's not go there. Yeah, we
7: we'll, we'll not go there. All right. Okay. Okay,
6: okay Mr. Right. Fred, listen. Hey, I, I s- need what? your help. I'm gonna eat those donuts. No,
7: I brought. I put those. Over. Those are my donuts.
6: <gasps> Mr. Fred, let's yeah! eat them quick.
7: Quick, uh, uh, shove it in my mouth.
6: George, calm down. Uh, G- George. Just one George. bite.
7: No, wait, 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 wait. What?
6: What? What? What?
7: Uh, my, my, my mama taught me that I should be eating uh, these donuts before lunch, so I'm saving them for later.
6: Mr. Fred, yep. let's just eat them real fast. Your mom will never uh, know.
7: You know, as much as I would like to, I don't think that's a good idea. Didn't your mama teach you that? Did, did, did kids, did, did his mama teach him not to eat junk food before lunch? Oh, so he did.
6: What the heck, guys? You don't need to so bat she- ta- me out like that.
7: Uh, yeah, uh, no.
6: Okay, fine. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right, Mr. Fred. My mama said no donuts before lunch, but uh, but I want to eat them.
7: Yeah, uh, no. Let's Still not a good it. idea. Let's do it. As much as I'd like to, Georgia, you know, it, th- that's that. That's called being tempted. Hmm. Yeah, we're being tempted here by these donuts.
6: I'm being oh, tempted by the donuts. Oh, these are even the glazed
7: mini donuts. Oh, I
6: uh, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
7: yeah, no, 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 we no, 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 <laughs> no, being no, no. tempted by yeah. donuts. We're being tempted by donuts. You That's know, a lot and of you know where temptation comes from. Where? Temptation. Donuts? No. Well, yeah, from donuts. But you know, lots of times temptation comes from the devil. Mm-hmm. The devil Saint-tun. is tempting me. Satan is tempting you. Yep. Satan is tempting. Yep, that's not good. I do
6: not like that, Mr. Mm -hmm. Fred. I do not Mm -hmm. want to give in to the devil's temptation. And if
7: you give in to temptation, that can turn into sin. (gasps) Yeah.
6: Oh, man, this just escalated very quickly. It did.
7: Yeah, we got pretty deep here. Sorry about that, kids. You know, there is a way that that I use to get out of, of when I'm being tempted. There's things you can do to get away from being tempted. Like what? Well, like, I I have this phrase I always say, it's, I I say, and maybe, kids, maybe you can help me teach this to George. I'll say it, and then you say it after me, okay? It goes like this. Okay, okay. Not today, Satan. Go. Not today, Satan. Not bad, but I don't know if George heard you. Say that one more time. Not today, Satan. Not today,
6: Satan. Oh, whoa, that was powerful. That was
7: powerful.
6: Not today, Satan.
7: Not today, Satan. So, yeah. And sometimes, you know, we just have to, we ha- we just have to walk away.
6: Okay. Well, that, where'd you get all that from, Mr. Fred? That's uh, pretty well, good. From, well,
7: from the Bible. You know, you there's some scriptures. You got that from the Bible? There are scriptures that talk about that. In fact, it's on my little phone app here. I got a Bible app, and it's First Corinthians ten. Okay. Thirteen. Ten, thirteen. Got it. Yep. Goes like this. Okay. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. Or monkey kind. Okay, thank you. Yeah. And God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. And that's
6: what we got here. We gotta get a way out. There's a way out. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a way out. Okay. Show me the way out, Mr. Fred.
7: Well, let's see. Let's just take these. you You know. there's another phrase I have. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The way out. Uh, wait just a second. I ha- uh, th- this one is
6: uh, right here.
7: Oh, yeah. There it is. There's always a way out. Say that, kids. There's, There's always, always a way, a way out.
6: out. Okay. Let's get out of here. There, let's get away from the donuts. Exactly.
7: There's always a way out.
6: Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's do it.
7: Yep. So, let's. So, I'm just gonna, I found this bag here. We'll just take this and we'll bag these things Okay.
6: Up. Bye, donuts. Yep. Bye. Yep,
7: you know, just looking at them and smelling them is like, ugh. Oh, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's we gotta hard. Get rid of them. And, and the other way is, you know, if you're really hungry, are, did you have breakfast this morning? Yes, seven times. Seven? You had seven breakfasts this morning? I'm very hungry. Oh, my goodness. Well, if you are hungry again, I, I always carry a banana with me just in case.
6: Ew, Don't where know did monkeys you put like that? bananas?
7: That was in my pocket here.
6: Mr. Fred, I what? have very low standards, but uh, your pocket is below it.
7: It's not too bad.
6: I know you sat on that all first I, it's service. Not, it's not even squished. I you do it.
7: No, it, it, you don't want it.
6: Okay. No. All right. All
7: right. Well, okay. I'm all not right. that
6: hungry. I just wanted the all donuts. Right. Well, just remember. Yeah.
7: Just remember, there's always a way out. And we say, "There's uh, not today, Satan. Say it again, kids.
6: Not today, Satan. There we go. Okay, Mr. Fred. That's very good. Let's pray, I think.
7: Let's pray. Okay. Kids, will you pray with me? All right. Father, we thank you, Lord, that whenever we're tempted, you always provide a way out. And we thank you for that.
6: In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said? Amen. Good job. Well, that was fun. We learned a lot today, All Mr. Right. Fred. Yep. And you know, next week, kids, Sunday Exploration starts and we can learn more about stuff like this, yeah. huh, Mr. Fred?
7: Oh, that'll be neat.
6: Okay. Kids. Yeah. You want that banana? Okay, fine. I'll take it. All Ooh. right. There we go. Bye, kids.
3: All right, kids, you can make your way back, unless you want to stay up here. That's fine. Yeah, I know. (laughs) All right, new sermon series, Not Today, Satan. And um, I'm hoping we can become very bold in not just believing this truth, but getting ready to say it and live by it. When when temptation comes our way, we just say, not today, Satan. I thought this is a great series to follow up the book of Genesis. We went June, July, and August. We looked at one story after another where God's people got in trouble. They were tempted. And then God came to the rescue and gave them a way out. And that is actually the theme for today of not today Satan, there is a way out. So Adam and Eve, remember, they disobeyed God, they ate from the tree, they were in trouble. God was going to provide a way out. He made a promise. We get to the story of Noah. The world got so bad with sin. It was terrible. God cleansed the earth with a flood, but did keep his promise alive of Genesis 3.15 by keeping Noah alive. Wonderful story. And if you remember the story of Joseph, I left the chair up here. I talked about how, oh my goodness, he needed a way out many times. When he was beaten up by his brothers and put into this like well to die, he was betrayed and he could have very easily sat in the seat of betrayal and been tempted to be revengeful. But he didn't do that. Or remember the blaming thing? Remember when he ran from Potiphar's wife and, and he says no and then she blamed him? Or how about when he was in the, um, the prison and he interpreted dreams for the baker and the cupbearer, and the cupbearer was supposed to tell Potiphar about him and he forgot, bypassed him? I mean, Joseph could have very easily sat in that chair and lived a life of bitterness. He was tempted at every turn to live like that and he kept saying no. Then we get to the New Testament. I'm just going to bring you fast forward really quick. We had the disciples. Remember, Jesus called them and says, hey, come follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. And he was watching. They were watching Jesus do his thing. And then there was this moment when they came up to him and said, hey, Jesus, would you teach us to pray? And what's the prayer that we pray every single week? The Lord's Prayer, Yeah. And we kind of go through it, and I don't know about you, I'm kind of confessing my sin here. Sometimes I just blow right through the prayer. It's like, boom, and then you get on to the next thing. Well, there is a petition. I'm going to see if my clicker works. This is like, see if I have, oh, I do have power. All right. I'm pointing right, <laughs> I can point at people. Uh, lead us. We said, lead us not into temptation. Do you remember praying that? I mean, why would God lead us into temptation? Why do we even have to pray that? Well, Martin Luther, in his explanation of this petition, he kind of gets to it, and he says this, God surely tempts no one to sin, but we pray in this petition that God would guard and keep us so that the devil the world and our flesh may not deceive us or lead us into false belief, to despair, and other great and shameful sins. And though we are tempted by them, we pray that we may overcome and win the victory. So really, when we get into this prayer and we say, lead us not into temptation, it really means, come alongside of me, God. As I go through this journey of life, I'm going to find temptation all around me. Would you please, please protect me? Would you please walk with me? Would you take care of me? That's what the prayer is really is about. He is not going to put you into temptation. All right, <clears throat> I'm going to take you to the 1980s. Some of you are old enough to know the 1980s. Some of you, if I say the letters S N L, anybody know what that means? Saturday Live. Okay, Saturday Night Live. Okay, so Noah, I just want you to know, the new Saturday Night Live pales in comparison to the old stuff. Yeah, you got to go back in time. Like one of my favorite characters in Saturday Night is Dana Carvey. And I'm just going to tell you two of the sticks that he does. One of them, remember? Hans and Franz. Yeah, I'm Hans, and this is Franz, and we're here to Pump pump you up. And then talks about don't be flabby, and all this kind of stuff. It's like hilarious, right? But there was another shtick that he would do, and it actually is based on his growing up. He remembered growing up, kind of going to church, but not a lot, kind of doing the Jim Thielen thing. And he was actually a Lutheran as well. How many of you knew that? Some of you, yeah, okay. So Dana Carvey was a Lutheran growing up, didn't go to church. He'd come into church once in a great while, and there'd be these people in the back row, Called the what? The church ladies, right? And he'd walk in, and, and he either they said it or he felt it. And we go, "Well, is Nat's best? Look who's here! Here, it's Dana Carvey. Isn't it convenient that you're here?" And he just felt judged, devalued, and so he decided to write this really big stick. And then there, there's this interaction when um, this church lady says something. So let's, if you could, let's put this up there. We have just a, a short little clip. And now
7: it's time for a special edition of Church
3: Chat with the Church Lady.
8: Well, isn't that special? Hello, I'm the church lady, and I would like to inform you that I will not be appearing on Saturday Night Live this evening. I'm sorry, I am protesting the selection of the guest host. As you may already know, a few weeks ago, Mr. Samuel Kennison was fortunate enough to be chosen to perform his funny little comedy routines on Saturday Night Live. Instead, he said some naughty things about crack and cries. some things that might come out of the mouth of, oh, oh, I don't know. I don't know who it could be. Maybe Satan. (laughs) And what was Samuel's punishment? To host Saturday Night Live two weeks later. (laughs) Well, isn't that special? (laughs) Apparently, some of us are rewarded for behaving like the Beastmaster. Viewers, I implore you, do not watch this show. Do not watch this show. Tomorrow is church. But if you must watch something, perhaps this would be a little bit more suitable. I've checked it out already. On channel seven at 1145 on ABC, there's a movie thriller. <laughs> Made for television, 1977. It's called Ants. <laughs> That's right. Poisonous pests terrorize a mountain resort. It's filled on location in Vancouver is super? And it stars Robert Foxworth, Suzanne Summers, and Linda Day George.
4: <laughs>
8: well, I think that would be a suitable alternative, and it just gripes my bottom that right now they're getting ready for their dirty little show. <laughs> I, just, I just don't think we should have to stand for it. In fact, well, gosh darn it, I'm not gonna stand for it. I'm gonna put a stop to this. Gosh darn it, where is Mr. Kennison?
3: And you gotta know that We've got to go through a lot of clips to make sure that we get something that we can actually <laughs> look at. Now, we can laugh at temptation, and, and we can't, but I'm going to tell you how serious it can be. It has ruined people's lives. It has ruined family lives. It has ruined countries. When temptation goes unbridled, everything gets crazy. It's not good. And I just wrote down a list of some of the things that I know because of interaction with people, struggles in my own world. These are things that people struggle with. These are temptations that dangle right in front of us. Ready? Alcohol, smoking, lying, eating, sexual, spending, gambling, phones, social media. And the list can go on and on. Things that want to come in front of us and say, hey, take a look at me. And here's what I found. I remember the pastor telling me this a long time ago at a conference. You know the walk away from sin? It's not a big jump away. It's usually this little step forward. And we're like, ooh, this is okay. And we do another step. And before you know it, we're so steeped into sin, we are in trouble and our lives at risk physically and spiritually and emotionally And you name it. You see, temptation. Temptation is something we need to deal with. But what I love about Scripture is it tells us the story. So if we can go to the 1 Corinthians 10 verse. You can go to that. Thank you. All right, let me read this again. You heard it just a moment ago. We're going to hear it every single week, all four weeks. I want this to really sink in. So if you think... You are standing firm. Be careful that you don't fall. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. So I just want to uh, to let you know we're going to go on a journey of four truths. But before we do it, I want to give you a little definition of what temptation is. Temptation is anything that promises satisfaction at the cost of obedience to God. And I want that just to stay up there for a second. I want you to look at that. I want you to look at some of those words and let it sink in. What temptation is. Because I'm going to tell you um, some other things about it. But really, this is the heartbeat of when the devil, the world, our sinful flesh, dangle stuff in front of us. It's anything that promises satisfaction at the cost of the obedience of God. And we don't have to go any further than right after creation, God created Adam and even said, enjoy the garden, but don't what? Yeah, don't eat from the fruit of the tree in the center of the garden, because if you eat from it, you're going to surely die. So that's what God said. They were supposed to obey, right? Right? But slithering in comes the devil and says, Well, did God really? He just doesn't want you to know everything. And he's promising this idea of satisfaction. You're going to be able to know everything like God. And at the cost of obedience, they threw it aside. And ever since then, the battle with temptation is real. We cannot avoid it, and it will always be there. Until the day we take our last breath, it will always be there. It will always be there. So let me give you four truths quickly. Number one, it, it, um, it, it's not a sin to be tempted. Now why do I say that? Well, let me look at Hebrews 4 and then I'll give you an example. For we do not have a high priest. Who is that? Jesus, yeah. We do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin. Um, Example, he had fasted for 40 days. He is vulnerable. If there's ever a good time to get to Jesus or to get to anybody, it's when you haven't eaten for 40 days. So Jesus is now taken out to the desert, and the devil tempts him. I'm going to just tell you the three things, power, prestige, and popularity. He dangles in front of him in a very vulnerable state and tempts him to go after those things. And every single time, Jesus said, "Uh uh-uh, not today, Satan. Now, that's not what's in the scripture, but that's what he's getting at when he would quote the scripture. And God said, don't do this. And ultimately, he's saying, not today, Satan. I'm not going there. We can go a little further, right? He's in the garden of Gethsemane. And he's got literally the weight of the world. Your sin, my sin, all of sin of all time. It's on his shoulder. The Bible says he's actually sweating drops of blood, which means he's under a lot of duress. And in that moment, he says, Father, if you could take this cup from me. It was very tempting for him to just say, I can't do this. But immediately, he stayed the course immediately he said, not my will, but your will be done. I'm not going for that temptation. Or when he's on the cross, and they're telling him, hey, if you're the son of God, take yourself off the cross. Very tempting. Suffering a crucifixion on a cross and dying versus jumping off the cross. But he knew what he needed to do. So he understands temptation. He understands it more than we'll ever get. And he stayed the course. Secondly, you are never above temptation. You will never be able to avoid it. Verse 12 tells us, so if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. I'll, I'll just tell you, in my ministry over all these years, I have seen and talked to so many people. I I, I have some people in my circle of life that I would have, quote, bet the farm that they would have just stayed the course and not fallen to temptation. And I have been surprised, sadly, by certain divorces that have taken place. Some things that have torn families apart because of a temptation. I've seen it. Or maybe you've seen it on TV when a pastor falls from grace. Temptation comes to every single person, and it's knocking pretty fervently at all of our doors. Thirdly, God will never tempt you. I know sometimes we feel like it is, right? We go through all of this stuff, and we're feeling like, God, would you just stop it? No, he's not tempting. In James, we're told, And remember, when you're being tempted, do not say, God is tempting me. God is never tempted to do wrong, and he never tempts anyone else. Temptation comes from our own desires, which entices us and drags us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions, and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. And I do think it's this little thing, right? Right? It's just like one step at a time. We start walking into it. Or we stop and we settle for a while. And we think it's not so bad. Martin Luther paints a picture. And I'm just going to read you the the last part of it. It it goes uh, in the middle on the right. The old father said... Dear brother, you cannot prevent the birds from flying in the air over your head, but you can certainly prevent them from building a nest in your hair. And what Luther is getting at, it's a rust. It is. But if we stay in the middle of that temptation, if we take a second, third, fourth look at whatever it is, or we step into it several times, eventually it's going to entangle us, and we have, we've let the birds kind of build a nest, and it starts shaping us, all right? Now, God isn't the one that does it. James says we allow that to happen, so we shouldn't. And then the fourth one, and this is the one I want you to know for today, because if you're sitting here and you feel that the temptation has entangled you, the temptation has brought you down, you feel like there is no hope, There is always a way out. Not sometimes. Not once in a while. There is always a way out. And I have seen some people who have been so steeped into temptation, into sin, and into trouble where God has brought them out. God has given them a new life, new opportunity. And that's where Paul gets at it again in 1 Corinthians 10. No temptation has overtaken you. Accept what is common to mankind, and God is faithful, even if we're not, right? He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear, but when you are tempted, not if, it's when, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. So if you would, hang on to this truth. Hold on to it for dear life. Maybe you're doing okay today. Maybe tomorrow, or maybe this afternoon, temptation's going to come knocking, and it's going to want you. So hold on to the truth that God says, I have a way out. Now how? Now, I'm going to point to this real quick, and I'm going to come back to it. Yes, the answer is Jesus. Yes, it's the cross. Yes, it's the empty tomb. All of that takes place. But I think God has given us things right now, right here, um, even kind of physical, tangible things we can do. Number one, confess. If you're in the middle of some temptation and it keeps bombarding you, confess it to God. Talk to him in prayer. Say, Lord, I'm in trouble here. It's all over me. It's even in me. I need you to provide a way out. Pray, would you? Pray. Secondly, tell somebody else. And this is the time usually people check out. They're like, oh, no, no. One thing for me to tell the big guy up there, but do you mean I need to get real with somebody else? The answer is yes. Find somebody that knows Jesus, loves Jesus, trusts in Jesus, and go to that person and say, hey, this temptation keeps beating at me. I'm so close, or I have crossed the line. I need need help. Tell somebody, would you? And I'm gonna get to that week four. I'm gonna really, so if you're anxious now, just wait till week four. I'm going to really talk about that one. Another thing. I'm going I'm to just tout this. Counseling and therapy. People who are spiritually um, kind of connected. and People who have skills in counseling. Because often temptation starts knocking everything out of whack in our life. So I love a great Christian counselor or therapist. That can help you sort through it. Just do it. Be bold enough. Because it matters. And now I'm going to go back over to here because it's this cross that is here. And yeah, the chair's right there. Very convenient. It's the place that we will often go to because we're so tempted and drawn to it. But what if we pause right here? What if we stop at the foot of the cross? What if we gaze upon what Jesus did? What if, what if we always know that there's always a way out? I think it'll make a difference. I know it will make a difference. And I'll just give you the invite. If you want to talk about this, give me a call. I've battled with temptation as much as anybody else. And I know the power of the the gospel of Jesus and how it can change one's life. Amen? Let's stand. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you.
2: peace and serve the Lord.
0: Step. gonna sing this song to my final breath, let the weight of this world go, gonna be no tears, gonna be no pain, when I see that smile, my Savior's face.
1: do
9: sometimes we feel so lost we think we'll never be found sometimes we build our plans but then they fall to the ground you might not know it but somebody's been When I was younger, I was running like a prodigal, my mama praying every night that God would save my soul, even